0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast Too Forever. Welcome to Family. We chose this one. This is episode 207, Baby Driver from 2017. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm
1: Joe, too. And this episode is brought to you by Jacob's Audiology. Healthy hearing has a significant impact on your quality of life. Jacob's Audiology recognizes that and your ability to communicate with your friends, family, neighbors, work companions, and other individuals in your community provides a critical link in maintaining the independence and satisfying lifestyle you choose. Shout out to Jacob's Audiology.
0: Well, shout out to Jacob's Audiology and welcome to Too Fast Too Forever. After the break, we will be talking about Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. But first, Joe, we have to do the intro. So, extracurricular yes. activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke?
1: I've been watching lots of sports. The Steelers were on a bye week this week, so I got to watch Vikings
0: Red. too. Yep. mm-hmm.
1: We got to watch. I got to watch Red Zone in its full glory. Seven hours of commercial free football started now.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that Scott Hanson was on the call. Okay.
1: Yes because normally the Steelers play at 1, so I, I get to miss all. And 1 o'clock, Red Zone is the channel that plays every touchdown of every game, so it just plays every football game. And else. you are hitting
0: all the talking points right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It while well, I was explaining, it, if somebody doesn't know what red zone is,
0: I know. And so, but like um, you're just saying everything that they say, and I'm just like, yeah, yes. I get it. I get, it. I get.
1: Yeah. It. So it was very enjoyable because, like, normally, Steelers guys play were in the octo
0: box. We got Joe on the top the, left. Uh, the we got o- me in the bottom the left. First
1: octo box of the day. Oh um, my
0: god! With the six games and then me <laughs> for some reason, and then the studio for some reason. Look at that. All right, so, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, so I got to watch it. It was good. It was just like a like a chill. Day doing that but we watched some movies um we took your and my co-workers advice and watched the original um Candyman cool uh it was good we we really liked the new one the old one was like I, I didn't expect it to be from the 90s I thought it was from like the 70s or 80s
0: well it's from 91 so it's essentially yeah. an 80s movie
1: it is but it definitely feels like we had crested into the 90s in it I was hoping for something, like, a little bit more campy. I did like it, though. Um, I thought it was pretty good. But the, the new one I thought was just really good. Like, it's just, like, you know, like, modern movie. Like, they they just work better, right? Like, looks-wise. and
0: You're just a basic bitch. That's all it is. Yeah,
1: CGI, things like that. But, I mean, like, hey, man, I love campy movies and stuff, too. But I was like, okay, cool. I liked both of them, so... That was fun, um, and then we also watched we, we watched *Malignant*, which was a wild ride. As you which guys, rules. yep, mm-hmm. have as you guys said, um, it does rule. It was really awesome. You were right. Go into it knowing nothing. It just was very surprising the whole time. Oh, and we went to my friend got married, so we went to my friend's wedding on Saturday. It was in Mystic, Connecticut, right down the street from Mystic Pizza. Cool. And it was beautiful. It was, like, outside, and then they had, like, this outside tent thing there. It was really cool. And they, like, one of the things that they did, which I thought was, like, a really, really cool idea, was they had, like, an official wedding after party at the hotel. Okay. Which I hadn't heard about before, but, like, after the reception, like, everybody went back and, like, they had rented out some of the conference rooms in this hotel, and, like, you, like, they had, like, because it's, like, you know, it's getting chillier here, so they had, like, cornhole inside, and, like like, like a buffet of snacks of like soft pretzels and pizza and all kinds of stuff like that. Like post reception food. I was like, this is an awesome idea in a bar. So it was like, it was really cool, really smart idea. I highly recommend it. That was great. You know, cause like when you usually weddings end at like eight or nine and all those people are here like visiting and stuff like that. So it's a cool thing to have a place for everyone to continue to gather if they want or not. And it was like in the hotel they were staying at. So it was comfortable for everyone. They could like go change and come back down. It's pretty cool. I liked it. Cool. How about you?
0: As previewed last week, I saw Dune in theaters and I loved it. And I do want to take credit for the sequel being greenlit because. So I, <laughs> I checked with waltz because I was like, you know, with A list, like you get three a week. And I'm like, does AMC still give money to Warner or Universal or whoever if. I don't go. He's like, yeah, I think so. He's like, I think that it's just like gross ticket sales, whether the butt's in the seat or not. You know, so I bought an extra ticket to Dune. So that extra 15 bucks, I'm sure that I didn't spend that, you know, AMC spent or whatever that they probably sent like.
1: Wait, so you went to a different theater, but you used your ticket. No, 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 no. So I, so a
0: list, you get three a week, right? You get three tickets per week. And so I saw Dune at like six o'clock on Thursday. Then I also bought a ticket, quote unquote bought a ticket, cost me nothing for the 10 o'clock showing. I think the opening week or whatever, AMC takes like 80 or 90% of the box. So like two or three of those dollars go to Warner. But I just wanted to give a little bit of extra push. One and extra stamp.
1: Yeah. yeah. One yeah. extra vote. I like it. That's a cool one. And idea. it worked
0: because Dune 2 Greenlit coming out in two years, October 20th, I Thank think, 2023. We appreciate so you. Thank you. You are welcome to everyone. Yeah. Uh, but Dune rules. It's awesome. I'm sure it's great at home, but man, in the theater with the big screen. i really so torn like torn now. It just, Okay, I have a huge TV, as you know. I have a good yeah. sound system. I yeah, don't have yeah. a great sound system, but, like, I am so glad that I saw this in the theater because it's it's awesome. Like, it's so, it's visual. I mean, like, that's what they've been saying. I don't want to sound like a film snob, but, like, the sound specifically with this, I'm just like, oh, that's okay. it's just, like, overwhelmingly, it's cool. It's great. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think Dune's awesome. So go see Dune if you can.
1: Yeah, so I'm torn because I wanted to watch it, and it's on, you know, HBO Max or whatever, right?
0: Yes, correct. Yeah, for another 3 weeks or whatever. Like for the month, yes.
1: Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, I'm going to watch it." And then um my buddy Adam came like went to go see it in theaters, came out of the theater and was like, "Go see that in a theater only." You know, and then now you say this and I'm like, oh, "Should I watch it at home or should I just cave and go to the theater and see it?" I mean, probably it's cave the kind and of go thing- to the theater and see it. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: I get you've it. been in the theater. It's not yep. like I don't know if it's worth like somebody who has who's like, you know, hesitant to go to the theater, but you've oh, been yeah, to back to the theater a sure. bunch and so like I would say go. I mean, yeah. it's great. I just I think the movie's great. It's very long. It's kind of slow. It's only half a movie really like cuz the book is 900 pages and this is basically the first 4 or 500 pages. Okay. So I love it though. I'm glad that part two was coming. So that's very cool. That is very awesome. I also on on Sunday saw another movie in theaters. I saw the Last Duel, which is the Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer movie set in like the 1300s, which is also uh, great.
1: Is it cool? Yeah,
0: man. It's kind of like a Rashomon story, like different perspectives. Written, I think, by Affleck and Damon and Nicole Center, who's written a couple of great other movies, and Affleck's in there. It's really, really good. So The Last Duel, also great in theaters. And then tomorrow, as we record this, I'm going to go see um, Last Night in Soho, which is another, the new Edgar Wright movie we're talking about yes. today. So that's Everybody's on the brain. about it. Yeah, so that's very exciting. But, cool. so here, I sort of buried the lead. Also, in the meantime, we also recorded an episode of the Rocky My Avio Picture Show with me. We did. That'll be out. He says probably in November, maybe in December, but we'll let you know when it's coming out. <laughs> he
1: said between Black Friday and Christmas is what he yes. thinks. Or not then is what yes, he also said. Yes, because I
0: think that. it's normally like the third Saturday or the fourth Saturday. He's got like a very specific release schedule he started a new job, and so he's trying to get that under wraps or whatever. And so yeah, maybe end of office. November, maybe early December. But a li- nice little holiday bonus for you, and we'll let you know what. it's And plus,
1: out. it was great. We talked to Nate, and we talked to his buddy... Um, Benno. Benno? Yes. Benno was his name.
0: Benno was his name. I, uh, I
1: know. I did the same thing as soon as it came out of my mouth. And my, that's why I just my brain just stopped again, because I had to sing the fucking exit of it. <laughs> and and they are really fun, and we talked about um, Fate... And a lot of stuff that we talk about on here, but it was cool because uh, Benno was, is a big fan of the Fast and the yep. Furious yep. franchise, so um, it was a good conversation. I really liked it, and obviously it's great to talk to Nate. You guys know that.
0: Of so. course. So that was cool. So I, I buried the actual lead. So on Saturday, I was going to do another horror marathon, and I was through like... I watched four movies, and they were all, like, kind of good. Like, the n- none were really bad. There was one that I really liked called The New Kids, which is directed by the guy who did the first part of the 13th, and it stars Lori Lachlan Aunt Becky, oh, and a nice. dude who quit acting after this movie, and then also <laughs> oh. James Spader as the villain. It's kind of a couple different, like, high school – like, I told Brian it's a high school movie. He should do it on his podcast. There's a couple different kinds of movies kind of mashed up, and then all of a sudden it just becomes, like, really mean, like, really, like, kind of cruel. Like, it's just like, oh, mean? like, why are why are these high school kids – like, it's a really kind of nasty, intense sort of movie. Yeah, the new kids. So I, I don't know. It's not great, but I enjoyed it, and I was just like, oh, this is, like, darker and, you know, more violent and stuff than I expected this to be. But, uh, yeah, that was the the takeaway. So I'm I'm watching these movies. And Bob, my Lottery Pod co-host, yep. which we did one of those on Sunday as well, Cool. Uh, he texts and he's just like, do our little group thread, and he's just like, I have tickets to see the Mountain Goats tonight in Jersey City, and I don't know if I want to go, and I have a lot of work to do, and blah, blah, blah.
1: The Mountain Goats are the what? The the minor league team?
0: No, no, no. It's a band, the Mountain Goats. Okay. And he's like, I have tickets to this concert, and you know, my friend bailed on me, and I, I don't really feel like going, or whatever. And I'm like, he's like, do you got any of you want to go? And I'm like, I only know two of their songs... I'm not the person to bring, but if you can't find anybody, I'll go with you, because Bob came with me to Julian Baker show, yep. and I was just like, look, I'm happy to repay the favor or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, actually, you know what? I know that Walt, past guest of the show, Walt Hickey, I had just mentioned him about the tickets. Yes. I'm like, I know that he loves the Mountain Goats, and he lives in Manhattan or Brooklyn or something, so I'm like, let me see if Walt's going, like, if he wants tickets. So I DM Walt on Twitter, and I'm just like, hey... Uh, my friend has two tickets to the Mountain Goats. I know you – I think you love them. This might be wildly off-base. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. He's like, oh, actually, I'm going to the show, and I have two tickets myself that I can't get rid of. I was like, oh, okay. you know, enjoy the show. Okay. So I messaged Bob, and I'm just like, hey, man, like, I tried to get rid of it, and he laughed or whatever. And then he's like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I messaged while I'm like, hey, I'm going to the show. He's like, all right, cool. And so, like, I get there, and he's like, hey, I brought Kim, Kim Basin, also Past guest at the show. He's yes. like, let's get a drink afterwards. I'm like, yeah, cool. cool So we see the show. The show was awesome. And then me and Bob go to Barcade in Jersey City and we meet up with Walt and Kim. And it was awesome. It was like, you know, internet friends in real life. We talked about the Fast and Furious. We talked about, you know, the stuff that they're working on now. And they're and it was people great. too. Yeah. yeah. Because we've mean, been talking to Walt for, you know, he was on Cage Club like three years ago, maybe. Like, it's been a while. And Kim was on this a couple of years ago, too, right? So, like, yeah, it's been a while. You know, they've been people that we've sort of known for a while, but Kim was like, man, he's like, it's rare that I get to talk about something I'm so passionate about, you know, in a way like that. So, like, he's like, I really had a blast in your show. I'm like, hey, man, come back whenever. So, it was very cool. I did not tell you that I, cause I wanted to no, save it for here, but that's uh, awesome. I think they're two. Walt and Kim. They're yeah.
1: two of my favorite Twitter follows. That I see just post like cool pop culture shit, right? Like Kim, Kim's things. There's like a few people on Twitter that I really like that just post awesome shit, and it's just Walt Kim and Darren Roval that post like this is a game ticket to a game where that you remember from sports and a weird bet and stuff. Like they're they're all awesome, so follow them on Twitter if you don't.
0: So that was Saturday and then Sunday, like I said, Bob came over. We did a lottery pod and. Then we went to see the last duel, and that was it. So, yeah, good week, unexpected, surprising week that I did not expect to see a concert or meet internet friends. But yeah, yeah things work out. Oh, and then I watched The Fly, the Jeff Goldblum of The Fly, and it rules. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? I'm assuming you- I maybe- have
1: seen it. I have seen it when I was in like high school. I okay. remember watching it by myself in my room and just like him going crazy. And yeah, I remember
0: this. Well, I didn't expect it to be like a love story. Because it's, it's a love story, and, like, it's it's him and Gina Davis, and they get married in real life a year after the movie comes out, and they were married for, like, four years. So, like, the chemistry on screen is real because, like, they were in love with each other. I don't know if they had met yeah. before or whatever, but it's great. And, like, I was talking to fan favorite Garrett Smith. He's just like – he's like, it's weird that, you know, like, the best love story is also, like, this gruesome horror movie that blah, blah, blah. Like, I won't spoil, like, what happens in it. But it's like, yeah, man, like, it's – this you know Cronenberg mashup that like the end is what I expected the whole movie to be but then there's this whole love story I'm like it's great so
1: I just remember him sitting in like a lab like on a chair going crazy
0: yeah that's all I've got so that was extracurricular activities but we have an email uh we have a patreon page too fast to forever.com shout out to Cassie Wilson Jake Freer Ben Milliman Nick Burris Alex Ellen and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of Ooh. High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerby's, West Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. Thank you for supporting us the $5 a month level or above. Again, going to keep saying until the new lap happens new lap coming up soon if you want to get a movie pick in for that Dude. lap another pick for next year know the <laughs> themes early access episodes bonus episodes toofast dot too forevercom
1: so i'm so already mentally in the new the new theme of the new lap like i was like oh what am i watching right so like i go to the to the nice website that joey has set up for me to tell me what movie mm-hmm. we're recording and when and i'm like baby driver cool like you know like this weekend and so um so i see baby driver and i'm like who is in Baby Driver that relates to this lap? And I'm like, oh, we're still in lap nine. Yeah. But, like, I was, like, thinking, like, is there somebody that, like, is, like, is like a minor character? Because, like, you know, it's kind of an ensemble cast, right? Yeah, 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 So I was like, who am I forgetting was in Baby Driver? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm just in the wrong lap mentally. So I was laughing about that when I was no, yeah, like, This is our
0: lap. last official Pit Stop. We have one yes. more bonus episode for this lap that's going to come on the Patreon. But this is our last public pit stop for the Modern Car Movies Lab. I mean, we'll do this kind of lap eventually again because there's still so many movies that we've not gotten to yet, but uh, yeah.
1: It was just funny to me. It was cracking. Good job, Brain. Thank you.
0: We have an email address, family at cageclub.me. No emails today. Nothing really, I don't think from Twitter. I know that Lane is still catching up and he's been mulling over some thoughts, so check out... Lane's Twitter, and we're you know retweeting and replying and stuff like that. So check that out. Yeah, he's
1: cracking me up. Thanks, thanks Lane for listening, and it's fun to hear you. And oh, oh, also he had like a tweet. He had a tweet that was like, "Oh man, I have thoughts from laps ago. I wonder if I should send them in." And the answer is probably probably yes, but probably no because like we don't ever remember what we said. If their
0: thoughts about the movies, (laughs) yes. If their thoughts about what we said, no.
1: Yeah. Cause like you know that I don't remember stuff that Joey said last time, and I have a good memory, you and have I don't even very remember good most of these things. So. But yeah, we'll get some emails sometimes. You, you probably heard them like from Wells or something or Wes, and they'll be like, "Hey, remember?" Well, what Wells is an
0: interesting case because Wells is like, I don't even know what these notes mean. And He's like, "All right, then, how the fuck are we supposed to know what you're?" Come on, Wells.
1: Also true. But yeah. I'm saying like yeah, interesting thoughts. Probably mm-hmm. not probably not gonna remember what they're about. But uh yeah.
0: Email family at cageclub.me or two fast too forever just about everywhere if you want to tweet at us or Instagram yeah. us or whatever. Yes. We also have a store two fast too forevershop But Joe, on the street on the streets, news about the fast and the furious. I have three things. All kind of small, but is there anything that you have noticed or you have seen or you've heard about in the last week about news about the Fast and Furious?
1: No, I was scrubbing through all those news articles about the Fast and the Furious, but there was not new ones. So they were all just like thoughts about F9 and stuff.
0: So. Well, the most important thing is that the Fast and Furious Spy Racers, the Rise of Shifter, is now available for pre-order on Xbox. You so. can
1: pre-order it? Did you pre-order it yet?
0: No, not yet. I think it comes out like maybe next week. What maybe if it's this sold week. out? As this episode, it's a digital thing. I can just get a digital thing. What if it's sold thing. out? Man, I mean, I <laughs> I gotta go pre-order. I guess
1: you should. You should get, Hey, man, if you're buying two tickets to Dune, you should at least pre-order fucking Rise of Shifter.
0: Hey, man, the Dune tickets don't cost me anything. If I could use a a list to buy Rise of Shifter, that's fine. That's a different I thought this thing. was
1: coming from the Cage Club credit card. That's, that's what I just assumed, right?
0: I wish there was a Cage Club credit card. Now bri- that Mike that, and Dan are in the Variety using? article. Yeah, Brian has a credit card. Don't tell him this. It's under his name. It's affecting his credit score. He doesn't know that. Hi, Brian. You put you put
1: an EIN he, like he opened his, the Cage Club yeah. is under his Social Security number.
0: So yeah, man, just, he can charge all he wants because it's not n- no ties to me at all. So perfect. Yeah, Rise of Shifter comes out soon. I think early Pre-order, November. Right? So out soon yeah. now. I don't know. Yeah. We'll do an episode on it. I hope it's good. I really hope it's good.
1: I've we'll I'm curious to see how it goes.
0: Go to Echo's house. Go to Echo's house. <laughs> go to Echo's house.
1: What, what were we? Rachel and I were just watching something, and she was like, she just comes up with go to V's house, drive to... Like we were no, watching, we talked like, about I'm, it
0: on here. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, you, oh. something that you were watching for the show, I think, or something you talked about on the show.
1: Okay, good. I already talked about it then, but yes. yeah, drive to V's house.
0: In adorable news, Vin Diesel walked Meadow Walker down the aisle yes. when she got married. Yes stand yes. in for Paul so Vin walked her down the aisle which was very sweet super I, cute tweeted about that yeah
1: yeah very very cute
0: and then there was a Vanity Fair article with the rock where he's basically like I'm not running for president but I don't know anything <laughs> about politics but it's like all right guy the whole the whole young rock show is a pitch for him to become president that's literally what it's about <laughs> it's
1: yeah I know that's what, but I'm saying it's also like yeah. hey guys it's not that weird watch the show about it so yeah
0: that's all I got I mean there's no actual news about these movies. No. I was trying to find out, you know, when we did Hobbs and Shaw last week, I was trying to find out about Hobbs and Shaw too, and it's just, like, the last update was, like, either, I think it was early pandemic, like, The Rock did, like, an Instagram or Facebook Live in, like, April 2020, April yes. of last year. I think we watched and it. And it was, like, hey, man, it's coming. It's just, like, okay. And, like, there's been nothing in the last year and a half, so Makes I want sense. that. I feel like that's the next one. We keep saying, it, like, that's the next one we're going to, like, know about, I think, probably, but yeah, maybe not. I don't know. But, Joe, the last thing to do before we take a break, the Too Fast, Too Furious Minutes. Minute thirty three, the Brian O'Connor School of Driving. Shit! Damn, bro, man, he like them apples. Show off! That's the Brian O'Connor School of Driving right there, baby.
1: Crazy ass white boy. Oh, shit! Oh.
0: So in this minute, the race continues down Alligator Alley. Brian speeds ahead and pops an e-brake 180, driving in reverse in front of Roman. He flips Roman off as he races past other cars on the highway. Very, very reckless, very dangerous. Brian pulls another 180 as he, Roman, and the other racers exit the highway as one of them crashes into the what I looked up, the impact attenuator filled with water. A man in maybe Little Haiti, I don't know, Joe has some information about that, exits a convenience store and says hello to fellow patrons outside. The racers speed past this now befuddled man as he crosses the street. And a group of men probably sitting across the street, I don't know, love the show as the minute ends. So half this minute is the end of the stretch of the race that we've been talking about for three minutes now. Yes, yes. And the other half is maybe Little Havana, maybe Little Haiti, I don't know where these people are, but what did you find? Because you, you said you spent like forty-five minutes, driving "quote unquote, driving Miami. around Miami. So, what do you what do you got?
1: People in Miami, there is definitely a place that is referred to as Little Haiti in, like, okay. you know, like local news articles and stuff like that. But I don't think it's actually defined on Google Maps. Little Havana is defined on Google Maps. Okay. When they drive by the guy that is actually in the Little Havana neighborhood, but Little Haiti's like not on a map. You know, you, do you get the weird thing that I'm trying to say here? Colloquially, people call a pl- like part of Miami Little Haiti, but on the map, it doesn't say Little Haiti. But on Google Maps, Little Havana actually exists as a neighborhood.
0: Okay, because in the movie, Carter Brune says go to Little Haiti.
1: Yes, but... but they're in Little Havana at the end of this in the okay. exit. So this is another cool thing. So you know, I'm trying to find the signs and find out where everything is. So I spent like tons of time driving around. And one of the things that really fucking threw me off was when Brian is driving in reverse, you get a nice shot of the signs, okay? Yep. It says, like, Miami-Dade Community College, Northwest 119th Street, Northwest 37th Avenue, and then it says Little Haiti Exit. But I think that's fully CGI'd into the movie.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: I don't know if you're like if you if you saw oh, that I'm part of the bring it movie up right now yeah if you get to that part of the movie where like right as Brian's driving backwards like flipping Roman off like you could see the signs above him and the little Haiti one looks like it's just like completely CGI'd
0: because the other thing that's sort of confusing is that in that area wherever they are they're listening to Sean Paul and so he's Jamaican and so it, it, yes either, <laughs> it's just like and he
1: says Clot like a Jamaican like one of them does like but they're in Little know, Havana man. and supposed to be in Little Haiti.
0: I think to a certain extent it's just like, yeah, all brown people are the same. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, but come on. Like it's fucking yeah. So yes, I think those guys are Jamaican, like so the cool thing is is like that I found exactly where that guy is on the the map like, like at where... that
0: convenience store?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a it's called something else, though. But it it is essentially like a bodega. It's called Bravo Food Mart. The from Google Maps, the mural that was on the sides of it isn't there anymore. But like I, I paused it like right where you see him come out of the store. There's like the church across the street. You see down the street where the guys are sitting when they go by. But you're essentially like right where they are. As the cars drive up and through that intersection, that's where the guy is.
0: Okay, I just looked at the minute, and I the font looks different on the Little Haiti exit, so it could be. But I also, I'm guessing, just based on the fact that it it doesn't look terrible, it just looks like a different font, that this is probably real. I don't know that that actually makes any sense, and if, if what you found does not align, it might be fake, but it's not crazy that two different fonts especially like the signs are different ages and like I just think that given the where special effects are at this time I don't think that they would have made it look this sort of plausible
1: so the other thing is is that both of those signs are pointing to the same exit and one says Northwest 37th Street and the other one says Little Haiti but it's to the same exit and there's one exit there that's another reason why I thought that it was like they just fully added this fucking sign in right it could be. It could. They could have put a sign up. The sign could be CGI'd. I don't know. It could have been there. Who knows? Yeah. But anyways, I found the the exit northwest thirty seventh Avenue that Brian takes, sure. like, based on the movie, and I was like, okay, cool, but like. This is the sign for it. Obviously the signs have changed, you know, like we're, you know, 20 years away from this movie now at this point. And I'm like, I wonder if this really is the same exit so I keep driving down the thing like after I've found this exit. It's really fucking hard to find exits on Google Maps, by the way. I just want you to know that. Like Okay. You can't just be like this exit. Like you have to find where the street is cuz like Google Maps won't point you to like the exit sign of a right. exit. And even if you like search for the exit, like it doesn't find that either so you have to like find out what the exit sign says find sure. that street mm-hmm. connect to the thing then go back down the highway to find where the sign is found the exit if you look in the document though so there's like a part where they're like coming off the thing and i was like is this the same exit that they're taking because they could have obviously been taking any exit it doesn't really right. matter It just like the sign says that one And it looks like those, these like trees, like right in front, there's like a couple of these like really tall, like Christmas tree looking guys.
0: Well, I think they're probably palm trees.
1: No, 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 no. Not the one right in front. In the
0: background. In like
1: the oh, very, yes, yes, yes. You see those yes, yes. tall... The sort of
0: tall Charlie Brown looking Christmas trees.
1: Yes. Really, really like kind of wiped. Yes, those Christmas trees. Those. There's a shot of them driving down the exit in the movie, and those trees are also in the background.
0: Well, so the thing to keep in mind, and I love this detective work. Thank okay. you for your service but we're 20 years difference and those trees are probably 20 years old. So like they would have been saplings.
1: I, okay. Uh, but I don't know. That and the thing is like they look very very similar and they're the, the, the exact same pattern. There's about the same amount of them. And maybe every
0: 20 years, maybe every 20 years they cut them down three, and replace 20,
1: them. They do. And the other thing is like these are weird cuz these look like Charlie Brown Christmas trees where everything else is palm trees, right? So Yeah. it's kind of like a distinct weirdly like a weirdly distinct tree there like all signs lead to say that they actually did take this exit and the cars drove by there so i think that that's exactly where it is in the trees there is no what did you call them the water barrels
0: uh the impact attenuators the
1: the impact there is no impact attenuators at the beginning of that exit though
0: anything else of note in this minute
1: no that was it i i got some good landmarks in this one so i was proud of myself Better than, yeah, because it's like, you know, it's fucking hard, and you have to drive up and down Miami all the time, so.
0: I was disappointed. I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise when, like, the movie doesn't care about the other racers in the race, but none of the seven people we see in this the four (laughs) dudes sitting outside, the two people outside the bodega, or the confused man none of them are even listed on IMGB. Like, they're all just like extras or whatever. Yep. But it's not even like man in street or whatever, right? So it totally I doesn't to be care. like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, this guy was also in like, whatever. Right. But no, I don't, Law I Order,
1: CSI Miami, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. But the,
0: and the guy that
1: crosses the middle of the street is like very awesome. Like he, he has like a very, very awesome, distinct, like yep. Miami Jamaican kind of look to him that like. You could see him being in the background of other movies.
0: Also, firmly early 2000s because he's wearing a t shirt and shorts, and it basically goes down to his ankles and wrists, right? Oh, so yeah. it's just like. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: The only other thing I want to mention is that the Sean Paul song, Deport Them. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Timely, whatever. I mean, it's, it's Sean Paul, so I'm sure it's about. I don't know. Who knows? I don't want to guess. I didn't look up the lyrics. That's I didn't know the look song was playing.
1: I've never heard it before. Yeah.
0: The only, uh, we can go somewhere else, but I had the only idea that I had for a trivia question is when Ryan Roman raced through Little Havana or Little Haiti or whatever you want to call it, what color shirt is the man they speed by in the street wearing? I like
1: red. this because I see that man and his red shirt so distinctly. Yeah, in that's my what head. I thought. I think it's very fair what else are we going to ask right like it's it's actually more nitpicky to ask some of the other stuff we talked about so i think that's a fair question and it like stops on them. your brain remembers that part for sure yes.
0: so give me three other colors that it could be so clearly yellow
1: red. um green orange for like university of miami right oh green and orange i like that why not cuz
0: i think if it's orange white, like that gets into white, the
1: not black i feel like white okay would be a little bit better cuz it it's like think your brain reverts to white
0: yeah because i feel like if it's orange like it's clearly red but it's also like well i guess orange is not because it's it's kind of like you know what color is the cup in cha-cha-cha it's like oh god damn it like is that yellow or is that cream i can't tell yes exactly when brian and roman race through little haiti what color is the man what color shirt is the man wearing that they speed by in the streets green and orange no red yes white no yellow yes minute 33 the brian o'connor school of driving
1: I'm going to pitch this. This is going to be one of the first ones in a while that I pitched to my friends. Yeah, because
0: it's one that, yeah. They're going to remember. Visually striking, right?
1: Yeah, because, you know, they weren't, like, as deep on.
0: I think they're just cowardly. I think they got their ass kicked by the first movie. They're like, I don't really know the (laughs) second movie.
1: No, I haven't even been sending them to them because they, like, aren't as into the second one as they are the first one. So I'm curious to see their answer.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Let's take a break. Let's come back and talk about Baby Driver.
1: This is episode number two hundred and seven, Baby Driver. This episode is brought to you by Jacobs Audiology that has established a high level of trust by serving their patients with integrity, professional skill, advanced technology, and most of all personalized care. Shout out to Jacobs Audiology.
0: Well, shout out to Jacobs. Welcome back. So Baby Driver, Edgar Wright's I was gonna say I was gonna guess a number film, at least fifth. Really popular film. See he did the Cornetto trilogy, and he did Scott Pilgrim, and now he does this. And then he also has the Sparks documentary that came out. Sparks Brothers documentary, and now Last Night in Soho. So, internet favorite, Letterboxd Darling, Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Had you seen this movie before?
1: Yes, but I have not seen it. Um, I remember Rachel and I had seen it in theaters. We really okay. enjoyed it. Yep. I remember talking to you about it. I think it, was, it came out since we started doing this, right?
0: It came out, mm, no, before this. It came out... We started at the end of 2017 and this came out sometime because I remember that I had I think I had this 4K disc like when I got my 4K player at the end of 2017. So this came out, I think, like spring 17, but the same year that we started the podcast.
1: OK, I, I feel like I remember seeing it, talking to you about it. You saying see it in theaters. We went to go see it. we loved it, um, but we haven't seen it since. I just remember the feeling that I was like, this is really awesome. Okay. I remembered the, the beginning, like the opening, yep. um, but not much else beyond
0: that. So if you want to watch this, there's no, like, free. It's on FUBA, which is, a, you know, like, a YouTube TV, Hulu, live TV, whatever. It's also on FX now if you have FX. But, yeah. And what's what's this one? Oh, Spectrum. If you have Spectrum, it's on there, too. But, yeah. For as popular as this is, I thought this would have been somewhere. But I guess not. I guess that's just, you know, what it is. But I own the 4K. Whatever. Just want to make it easier for you guys. But I'm sorry. Do a little bit of work. It's worth it if you haven't seen it. I love this movie. This is... I think they were calling it, like, there's a a term. I don't remember what it was, like, postmodern musical. Like, it's a musical, but they don't sing. Like, it's all just, like, action scenes scored and set to music, right? What do you mean? It's... Like, the music plays a key role in the movie. It's just not a musical like La La Land is.
1: Yeah. I don't know what the word for that is. I've never really thought about... I Like, if you describe that, I know what you're saying, but I don't know if it has an actual, like, specific word.
0: There was an IMDb trivia about this. Let me see if I can find that. Hang on, because I I deleted it, because I was like, all right. Uh, director of photography, Bill Pope called the movie a postmodern musical saying that there's quote, not singing and dancing in the street, but the world acts to music, which yeah.
1: Okay. I guess maybe a musical is the word then.
0: Cause I mean, there's a lot of movies where music is important and dancing and singing or whatever, but like everything, like all the action, all the gunshots, all of the driving sequences, everything is in line, in beat, in time with the yes. music.
1: Yes. It is lined up very, very well.
0: And like the bell bottom song at the beginning, the tequila song in the middle, like there's stuff that's just breathtakingly amazing. That just very like that you've seen done maybe elsewhere, but just, like not as well as this, right? And not
1: like, and not as wholeheartedly in the sense that right. like it doesn't cover like giant swaths of the movie like just over and over. So yes.
0: Uh, to the point where, when they sent the scripts out to the actors, I think even before they were cast, like, they were just like, "Hey, we want you in the part or whatever." They included iPods with like, "Here at this time, play this song," so you like get into the mood of the scene that you're reading or whatever. Like, it's, it's cool. that. It's a
1: cool thing. Yeah, I core.
0: think that. Before we go any further, let's talk about just the the elephant in the room: Kevin Spacey canceled doing heinous shit with underage boys. Yep. And then I looked up because I knew that Ansel Elgort, who plays Baby. Had been canceled on Twitter. Yep. In June of last year, a woman said she was sexually assaulted by Ansel Elgort when she was 17 and he was 20, and he just said that it was consensual, brief, and legal. So, like, they had a relationship, but, like, so they had, you know, he said that they had sex or whatever, but it was all brief, legal, and entirely consensual, so.
1: I asked Rachel, because I didn't, I asked Rachel, because I didn't remember, and she said he was creepy to girls, and I said, good enough for me. I vaguely remembered him, never mind, I'm not even going to speculate. No, because, like, it's it's, it's it's the same kind of thing where it's, like.
0: A lot of people, like the same reason, like we stopped doing the Ben Affleck podcast. We did one episode and then, like, there were three people that came out and just, like, hey, he was kind of creepy. And then, like, it all kind of went away. Like, he, like, kind of disputed too. Like, he was like, this wasn't, and like, other, I don't know. It's just the whole thing where, like, just be a good person, stop consent matter. It's just uh, whatever. But I just want to make sure we talked about it last week. It's out there, right? It's just, there's some cool trivia. I said there's like 160 things of trivia. I cut it down a lot because I'm just like, there's too much cool stuff. But here's some cool things. So in terms of casting, so Ansel Elgort, plays Baby, beat Logan Lerman. He's like the Percy Jackson movies. Dumb. He also did The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which Brian covered. That's, I think, Iceland's favorite movie. Okay. And he also beat out John Boyega, who plays Finn in Star Wars. Okay. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, our boy from yeah. Past Laps, suggested Isaac Gonzalez for the role of Darling. Isaac Gonzalez, the big Fast and Furious crossover, Madam M from Hobbs and Shaw in this movie. Yes, she is. Your boy Michael Douglas was considered for the role of Doc.
1: Oh, that would have been role. it would have been really good. Yeah. I I would have liked that a lot. Although you know, bad things, Spacey's bad good things. in the role. Yeah. He's good in the role. I think he's a good actor, but bad things, bad things, bad things. So, yes.
0: There's a lot of trivia about, like, how people, like, Edgar Wright was, like, giddy to work with Spacey, because this is obviously pre-cancellation. Yeah. He was giddy to work with Spacey. Jamie Foxx, like, would stick was, around was to, House like, of watch cards him House out?
1: Yes, it had to have been, right?
0: Oh, yeah, no. That came out in, like, 2012 or something. That started, like, way earlier.
1: Yeah, so, like, he's riding his, like, revival at this point, too, so.
0: Yeah, because Spacey would get canceled, like, shortly after this movie comes out so like even like but like whatever it was all marred after the fact uh but so edgar wright who did this movie originally was brought on to do the first ant-man movie eventually left over creative differences like because he couldn't make a movie the way he wanted marvel was like you have to do the marvel way or whatever but like michael douglas apparently is in ant-man because edgar wright's like i want you in this movie and so we got him in that whatever so
1: and then he left and he still stayed in ant-man
0: yes that's pretty cool so lily james plays uh deborah Yes. And she is basically the reincarnation of my all-time mega crush early 90s Madchin Amic, which you would might know from my avatar on a movie site that we sure we we, you know, run the film club on. Yes. And she plays Shelley Johnson on Twin Peaks, but recently, uh, it was found out that Anya Taylor Joy auditioned for, I'm assuming, that role, maybe.
1: It has to be that role, right? They can't imagine it's something else.
0: It's not Isa, and there's really no other, like, woman of note. Because this is after, well after the witch, right? So like she's already like She's known, right? Yeah, she's yeah, a- yeah, It's after Split and whatever. They wanted Emma Stone to play Deborah, your girl, Emma Stone, oh. but she dropped out to make La La Land, which, you know, worked <laughs> out for that.
1: I mean, did it?
0: I think so. Academy Award-wise, but, like... I think that's a better fit for her than this movie.
1: It's much better fit. It's absolutely a better fit. I agree.
0: And then also, Chloe Grace Moretz, hit girl from Kick-Ass, and she's been in a ton of things. She was attached, but dropped out to do the Little Mermaid reboot a couple of years ago, so oh. that's all the casting. They so, had, like,
1: they had your, like fantasy of of manic pixie dream girls lined up for this role huh
0: i know yeah i'm I'm not i'm sort of indifferent to chloe grace moretz but yeah like i i think really Lily james like i i fell in love with because of this movie and you know i just like emma stone from a bunch of other things but i think yeah. that lily james is the right pick for this it's great so there's a bunch of like car and production stuff so a lot of this was shot during the day because they wanted, quote, an extra air of collision tension. I guess, like, seeing more cars makes it feel like they're going to crash into more cars, I guess? During the day,
1: but not, like, on live streets and stuff. Like
0: No, 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 no.
1: They just meant, like, it being bright is not, like, headlights coming at you. Like, you see the full dimension of a yes. car. Okay. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. I think sense. so.
0: There is no CGI. This is all practically driven cars. And both Ansel Elgort and John Hamm had like a month of driving training. So like all, I don't know that they're doing all this stuff, but like either them or stunt drivers or whatever, nothing here is apparently computer generated or computer aided or whatever. It's all just like people actually behind the wheels, which is cool.
1: The crashes look very, very real. Like all the bumpers falling off and like hitting things. It looks very, very good.
0: They used over 150 cars for the movie. Which is cool. The uh, red Subaru WRX STI yeah, that yep. is at the start of the movie yeah. was a car that was given to Ansel Elgort as a wrap gift for his birthday. So, like, after they're feeling wrapped or whatever, they're like, oh, hey, here's a car. So, nice That's work if really you get cool. it. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, it's not, like... Like, they gave him, like, this crazy Bugatti out of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. a cool, it's a cool present. It's a cool gift. It's a cool thing to have. And
0: they modified it in ways that you can find out on IMDb. But I'm just like, I don't actually, I don't personally care about this. Exactly. But yeah, I get Whatever. It. The uh, foot chase, the studio wanted it's him awesome. to cut. But they, yes, it is awesome. Like, every chase in this movie is awesome. But they wanted him to cut the foot chase, but because they were going over budget. But he's like, look, he's like, pay me less money. I'm not cutting this from the movie. So, like, they took some of his salary and just shot that foot chase, which, you know... Edgar Wright? Yeah.
1: That's badass. Right? To be like, fuck you, take some of my... Give me points on the back end. I'm putting this foot race in this.
0: The other real car reference sort of thing is that uh fan favorite garrett smith's one of his favorite movies uh is the driver walter hill's the driver from 1978 and edgar wright said that's a huge inspiration like edgar wright always does these things where like whenever one of his new movies comes out he's like hey here's like 10 movies that i loved or whatever like he's big in terms oh, of like, the right. letterbox type of things like yes here's yes, my sir, thousand favorite this. movies or yeah. whatever so like he loved the driver for this which is a great movie
1: yeah didn't garrett talk to us about the one of his lists before like he found a movie on one of his lists or something, and...
0: Maybe. I've mentioned it before. Like, The Driver... Yes, you did. I, I don't know. Yeah, we've talked about on here, I think probably on a Patreon episode, about The Driver, and, like, when we do that for some future lap, Garrett will be on, because I know that's one of his all-time favorite movies, and, yeah, The Driver is a cool movie. Shout-out to Wes. There are some Back to the Future references in this movie that Kevin Spacey plays Doc, mm. uh, John Bernthal plays Griff, who is in Part 2, and Flea from the Road of Chili Peppers, who is in this movie, was in yes. Parts 2 and 3 in a very small role, so...
1: Wait, Flea was in parts two and three of. Uh, apparently. I don't remember seeing him seeing there, either. but seeing him in this was really funny. My brain was like, "Is that Flea?" And then I was like, "Maybe yeah. just somebody that looks like Flea."
0: Joe, nobody looks like Flea. Like,
1: just- <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where like you could see a guy that's like, "I'm an extra, but I kind of sure. look like Flea," you know, yeah. like that's like his thing. But I always remember that there was like some somebody said that their kid goes to school in LA and they were in the same school as Flea's kid and Flea would just like come pick up his like kids yeah. from school and it would be like, Oh fuck Flea is here picking up their kids from this like very nice school.
0: Yeah, it's always funny to listen to like podcasts with like comedians who are like, you know, known, but not like super famous or whatever talking about like picking their kids up from school. Cause there's always like at every school, there's like a couple famous parents. It's like, yeah. Oh, is Gwen Stefani picking your kid up today? Like, and not usually no, but like, Every once in a while, Gwen Stefani will pick up her kids just like, oh, yeah, like Gwen Stefani's just like a mom picking up her (laughs) kids. Okay. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it always. So I always just like imagine Flea being like waiting outside just to like grab his fucking kids. Yeah.
0: And actually, speaking of Flea, uh, there's a lot of musical artists in here in different roles. So Jamie Foxx obviously has been featured in songs. He's musical, at least. He definitely Uh, And Flea both play thieves. Uh, Singer Sky Ferreira plays Baby's mom. I was like, maybe Baby's dad is a singer too, but Baby's dad is an MMA fighter. So, okay, cool, whatever.
1: Uh, That's appropriate casting to to have a domestic abuser. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. (laughs) He was not a stereotype, for this. but still also not incorrect.
1: <laughs> no, I wasn't saying it as a stereotype. I was saying it like they were like, oh, man, we need a guy that knows how to fight a woman. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But yes, yeah. it makes sense.
0: I don't know if you notice them or recognize them, but when, when Baby and Deborah go to that really fancy restaurant and Kevin Spacey picks up their check, did you see, did you notice who Kevin Spacey is talking to at that restaurant?
1: Okay, I have a guess. Is it Big Boy from Outcast?
0: Uh Uh-huh, and?
1: Uh, Oh, I don't know the other guy, but I thought it was Big Boy from Outcast, but he has a hat on, and I was like... I don't know if it actually is Big Boy from Outcast. Yeah, so
0: this, the movie takes place in Atlanta. Obviously, Outcast famously from Atlanta. It was yes. originally I think it was originally set in Los Angeles, but then like Georgia throws like all sorts of money at oh, film yeah. productions, like "Come film here, come film here, come film here." And so they rewrote it. They did like a lot of like Atlanta local scenes or whatever. But Big Boy, yes, and then also from Run the Jewels, Killer Mike. So I thought both, oh, yeah. he's
1: so big, I should have just even guessed Killer Mike, but that makes so much sense. Killer Mike is an awesome dude. Big Boy. One time I was tweeting bitching that um, why Andre 3000 was on the Frank Ocean album Channel Orange but Big but Big Boy wasn't and Big Boy just replied like Dre from Andre like like Andre 3000 didn't want us to be in the same song without it being an Outkast song and I was like thanks for explaining that fair to enough me. yeah <laughs> I was like cool that's the perfect answer so I have much love for Big Boy always for answering my dumbass question like why isn't fucking like yeah he just found the tweet and was like yep that's why I didn't do it. Cool.
0: Also, never forget that uh, your boy Kanye, just now Yay, name changed to Yay, cut Andre 3000 out of a song on the new album because, and then took his verse and like made it worse. So,
1: (laughs) that's such a Kanye thing to do. Yep.
0: And the other um, actor of note who is a musician is Paul Williams, who plays The Butcher, who is the guy in the tequila scene. Uh, He's a composer. He's also the star of Phantom of the Paradise, but he is like a guy, a music guy.
1: He's the guy in the white suit.
0: Yeah. Yep, Yep. Yep. That makes sense. And then this is, this is a verbatim IMDb trivia where I'm like, I kind of understand where you're going with this, but like, what the fuck? All the principals in this movie are singers. John Hamm, Ansel Elgort, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Spacey, and Isaac Gonzalez are all renowned singers. And I'm like, hmm? maybe they can sing, but no one will ever say, oh yeah, John Hamm the singer? <laughs> you mean, did you buy that new John Hamm album? Oh, you hear that new track with Spacey on it? <laughs> yeah, what? Like, maybe they've all been in, I don't know, they might have musical. been in musicals, Broadway, Broadway yeah. who knows, right? And again, I've said it before on this podcast, I think I'm never surprised when an actor can sing or dance or play a musical instrument, because I feel like most of them can. I agree. But to call them renowned singers is like a real heavy twist of that phrase.
1: <laughs> Technically, they, they're they probably Right.
0: Also, they don't sing in this movie. Like it doesn't matter. They don't. <laughs> no, but there's no singing in this movie other than like Deborah, like you know, wandering around kind of singing a little bit, right? Like it's at the closest thing they get to it, other than her, like in the diner, is like baby lip syncing. Like there's no actual singing.
1: Well, his mom does. Like he's like she's yeah. like in a recording studio. But yeah, th- it's it's not like this is a, a movie about the use of your voice to sing.
0: No. right? it's a movie where like what I like about it is that it's a universe in which all the actors. All the characters care about music and talk about music and know music and like comes up in conversation. I feel like there's so many movies that are just like that pop culture does not exist, right? Just like we don't talk yeah. everybody all the time, it'd be just our friends, whatever. But like you talk about movies, you talk about TV, you talk about music, whatever. so many movies are just like you don't talk about this stuff. But here they're just like, oh, what do you listen to? Like, oh, that you know, the Queen just song. referencing Barbara Streisand, right? So yeah,
1: yes, I agree. I like that. I feel it's weird though because like when you watch a movie, it doesn't feel we this feels weird because movies are so agnostic to me. Mu- like they just like music doesn't exist. Yeah. Or, like, you know, they're not, they're never referencing pop culture. If they do, it's, like, a punchline, or, like, Mm -hmm. they, like, kind of, like, are, like, come on, audience, we're trying to keep you in this. Right. As opposed to, like, you're right, when we're sitting around in our friend group, like, movies, music, TV, all these things come up all the time, just interplayed in between everything. So it is beautiful for him to be, like, what song are you listening to? He's, like, that Queen song. He's, like, oh, with the fucking great guitar riff, and you're, like, yeah, dude, that was it. Right. that's awesome.
0: Because like I get that it gets weird that if you're like talking about TV in this movie and they're like, oh yeah, you watch Mad Men and just like that guy really looks like you. Like, <laughs> you I know you. Like, it, it gets into a murky sort of territory, but like to have none of it is is a weird omission. So I like that this exists in a world. Yes. Also totally unrelated to this but what i appreciate is that like it doesn't feel like there are any of those movie moments where like the bad guy's like i have you at gunpoint but here's my two and a half minute monologue about why you're a bad guy like they all just kind of shoot like it's just like no <laughs> okay. like, i just right that is a good
1: point yeah like jamie fox walks up and is like blam <laughs> like yeah. that's you're yeah. like i'm gonna shoot at you or like john Hamm is sitting there <laughs> uh baby just shoots him in the shoulder yeah mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah that's you're right. It it plays like kind of startling. You're right, because there's not like a, I'm about to shoot you. It's like just, poop. there you go. Yeah.
0: One of the songs they wanted to use was the next episode by Dr. Dre and Snoop, but it was too expensive to license. So they just went and got The Edge by David McCallum, which the next episode just samples. So they're like, hey, we can't get the songs. Let's oh, just get the original because it's cheaper. So, oh, you know, it that's
1: what they did. I thought that yeah. they had... Okay, I I mean obviously I know all these songs are sampled and I'm usually really good with samples, but this one I didn't know the sample of and I was like, why did they get the stripped down version of the next episode for this movie? That makes way more well, sense. Well, it's also
0: like the House of Pain jump around song. They don't get that. They get the original thing yes. that it's, it's sampled, right? Yes, so. yes, yes. It makes so the other much thing sense. that I think is funny, especially given the time of year. But there's a big joke in this movie that yep. they're supposed to wear the Halloween mask, the Michael Myers killer Halloween masks. masks. Yeah. Yep. But the dumb thief goes to the store and buys Mike Myers masks.
1: <laughs> Mike Myers from Austin Powers. It is a Michael Myers Halloween mask.
0: So it was originally supposed to be the Halloween masks, but they couldn't get permission to use them. So Edgar Wright reached out to Mike Myers, a comedian, and he's like, that's really funny. Let's do it. But the irony here is that in the original Halloween, they didn't have permission to use that mask. And what it was was a William Shatner, Captain Kirk mask from Star Trek that they just Uh. painted white. So like the original movie, the original Halloween bootlegs a mask that they don't have permission to use and then refuses the right to use it in this movie. It's like, come on, like, yeah,
1: assholes. Come on, seriously. Yeah.
0: Oh, also I want to say that Walter Hill, the director of *The Driver*, which I mentioned before, is the voice of the courtroom interpreter. So, you know, oh, he's kind of yeah. sort of in this movie, but yeah,
1: that's cool. That's very very cool. Nice. Anyway, if you want
0: 150 it. other bits of trivia that are not as good as that, go to IMDb. But Joe, you know, talk about *Baby Driver*. What did you love? What did you hate? Fast Nectons hit me with it because I just talked for a while.
1: Um, I really did love this movie. Watching it again, like I said, um, Rachel was like, "Oh, I was just thinking about rewatching it." So I'm glad that we got to rewatch it. It was just as enjoyable as the first time. I didn't remember what happened, so it was a fun ride again. And the whole time I'm sitting there watching this, I'm like, "This for me feels like what I want the the next generation of Fast and the Furious movies to be." Okay. In the sense that, like, I want Baby Brian to be this... Baby Driver Brian. To be Baby Driver Brian. And that I think that that would be a great way to kind of play it, that you could be, like... I I guess, I don't know, because at this point, they're getting old enough, and the movies are still going, that you can't be like, my parents, they're just dead, you know? Like, I'm trying to think about, like, how it would work, but, like, you know, he could be, like, estranged from his family... For whatever reason, because they're criminals, get like tied up in something, and he has the Toretto jeans to drive. So I think that that's a really great vehicle to to make these these continual movies.
0: Pun intended. Pun the vehicle. intended. It was. I love the idea. Like the it's kind of a cliche, but I like they work it here. That like he's just. He's really good at a thing that he doesn't really want to do, right? He's a great driver, which is fine, but he's trapped in this life because Kevin Spacey's character bailed him out, and he owes him a bunch of money, and so he has to sort of work against his own actions or whatever to to pay him back right and i love yeah. that element of it it also i think i probably said it on here because it's a dumb thing that i would have said but like my goal in in uh i might have said it on the do we do drive no we didn't do drive for this episode we might have talked about Employee boyfriend material but like my goal in like i think grand theft auto online was like to be like the game's best getaway driver no i've never played grand theft auto online like i've never actually oh yes i didn't you even did begin this journey Go ahead. yes i know but this like te- my ideal like just because i feel like what baby is like he doesn't do the job he's just he abets he aids and abets right but yep. I think there's something so cool about like being the best at what you do and like being better than everybody else at like a thing that's very important but like you kind of don't have to get your hands dirty or whatever I just think it's kind of a cool thing so that was always my like video game dream was to be the getaway driver that I never actually even began to put into effect
1: we just you know we just talked about fate with uh Nate and the Rocky via picture show
0: yep the Nate of the Furious
1: the one of the like the biggest qualm that we had with fate was that there was no like motivation right cypher's character has like a lack of motivation this movie is so good at having the action come and you're just like he owes kevin spacey we don't know what for yeah he just owes him we know that he has one last job to like pay off his debt to him it's kind of the same thing as cypher just being like i just want accountability right like it's like, we don't actually know what really is happening, but it's so perfect here to work as, like, as, as the transition of how they're getting to the action, as opposed to being, like, it doesn't feel like a giant hole, is what I'm trying to say.
0: This movie does not necessarily have, like, really fully fleshed-out characters. Like, they're just kind of, like, thieves with, like, you kind of little get a little backstory, but, like, what you're saying, like, that's how easy it is to just establish, like, motivation, right? Just, like, he owes him money, he has to be here. Cool. Like, yeah, that's, that's all it. we need.
1: That's all yeah. we needed.
0: Like, obviously, this is a great movie that, like, a lot of people love and whatever, and so it's, like, a really high bar to clear, but when it's as simple as that to, like, establish a thing, it's just, like, why doesn't everybody do this? I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. It, it works really, really well here, and I'm not a big fan of, like, action movies, or like, and I get, like, lost in a lot of things, but this is just, it carries me so, it's so simple to follow. You're mainly just watching these people interact. Yeah. And the action is happening. But, like, the whole plot of it is just, like, they're doing a crime. It doesn't even fucking matter what the crime is. Like, they don't even need to explain to you that they're trying to steal uh, fucking money order blanks. You know? Like, that wouldn't even really matter. They're just, like, they're going to go rob the fucking uh, post office. And you're like, cool. That's because the, the whole thing is we just want to watch them do it and get away. And it, it's just awesome. The whole movie is awesome.
0: It's literally just style over substance, right? Because it's, yep. it's it's not trying to do anything new other than how it does the thing, which I guess is a really kind of convoluted way to say what I said. But like, it's just bank robberies or it's an armored truck robbery or it's a this robbery or whatever, right? And like the thieves hate each other. It's like, yeah, like that's every movie, right? Like that's just what this is. But and there's
1: like, in there, they're, they're criminals, So like, obviously they are a bunch of shit bags in their own ways. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. But you have like, one guy playing baby face to this and he's like he's like the guy that like is in a shit bag and you're like okay cool that works for me
0: so you're it's easy to root for him because it's like he doesn't want to be there and yeah like the the bank robbery we don't even see the bank robbery like it's kind of like reservoir dogs like wait it's diamond heist we don't even see the heist it's just the app but like yeah like we don't see them in the bank we see them through the window but like it's about the getaway it's about the drive it's about the music it's about everything so It seems so easy, but to do it well is difficult, so.
1: I'm sure it's very, very, very hard. I didn't have a ton of notes for this movie, not because, because I was sucked into it. Yeah. So it was was a little harder to, you know, point out things. I was just along for the ride this time. But I found it really funny that the coffee place that he goes to is called Octane Coffee. Yeah. It's just weird that he goes there after every crime. Like, you don't think that somebody would, like, Pavlov's dog this, that, like, they're like, oh, a bank robbery just happened, like, you know, however, like, down the street or whatever, and then you're like, this kid came in and bought coffee.
0: Yeah, three armed robbers and a getaway driver. He's buying four coffees. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: like, every, t- you know, you'd be like, okay, yeah. cool, whatever. And But, like, if he only goes to this coffee shop after yeah. they commit a crime, like, wouldn't one of the coffee shop people be like, what the fuck? Like, I only see you this time, so I was I was just curious, like, how that didn't become a plot point.
0: I also, you know, name-wise, his name is Miles. Like, everybody has, like, a nickname, kind of, you know, like, there's Baby, and there's Buddy, and there's Darling yes. and there's Doc, and whatever, and, you know, they all That's... have, like, his real name is Miles. Like, just, you know, Tails and Sonic, Miles per hour, right? Miles per hour, so Miles oh, is a great driver name. Yes, so.
1: that is a good driver name. I, always, I was just, like, so hung up on Miles Teller. I didn't even put together the Miles and being a driver thing.
0: Also a sort of scummy, semi-canceled actor of this age.
1: Also, Yes, he's right along those lines. That's true.
0: Did you have a favorite uh, musical number or sequence that was scored to music in this movie?
1: I mean, I do love all of them. You mentioned it a bunch. I, like, it's not you know, a deep cut or a weird pick, but the tequila one is fucking yeah. awesome, right? Like, and then he, like the, like, the grenade going off and Jamie Foxx going tequila, like, as it explodes is mm-hmm. so fucking cool. I really like that. From the beginning to the end, you get that whole that whole scene there. Um, that's probably my favorite. Why? Do you have a different one?
0: Well, no, it's that one. The Bell Bottom song that opens the, the movie is awesome. I like that when they do the Halloween mask heist he starts the song it's like, "Hold on, wait, wait I got to start the song over again." And then he starts it and he's like, "Okay, now you guys can go." And they're like, "Like what kind of, what the fuck is wrong with this guy?" Like, "Let me just but like it works. Like that's what baby does, right?" So,
1: yeah, man. Hey, somebody that's really good at something, you don't ask questions. Did there was a there was a story the penguins were doing really well. They were making a Stanley Cup run, okay? Okay. Like, well, they were, like, getting ready for the playoffs or something, and they started winning. Like, they were, like, on this, like, streak or whatever, and so um, one of the equipment managers, like, Sidney Crosby, was like, hey, what did you do this summer? And he was like, oh, I went to Italy, and he's like, did you eat anything good? And he's like, yeah, I had this meal, and they started winning, and Sidney Crosby's so neurotic that every day he would come in and, and have the same conversation with the guy.
0: Fucking sports guys, man.
1: Yeah, he would come, like, he would come in and pretend like he had never heard this story before. Oh,
0: Jesus. To, yeah.
1: to superstition it, to be like, like, you know, like, this is my prep now. And you're part of it. And this is what we do. And he's like, yeah, and I had to tell the story like 82 times.
0: Ay, ay, ay.
1: Right? That's how it works, man.
0: You know, it, like, it's it's athletes, but it's also, like I said, it's sports guys, because, like, it's people around, like, it's fans, like, you know, I gotta, I can't wear that, I can't wear, I can't wash the jersey, right, or whatever. I just watched the uh, the episode of Seinfeld, the calzone, where George Steinbrenner's like, I ate the same thing for lunch every day for 12 years, like, now I need a calzone, I need a calzone every day, from Paisanos, I just need a calzone. It's yeah, like, what's it called, Paisanos? Paisanos, Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Epi- that was a great episode where Kramer's like warming his clothes up in the dryer and then he runs out of quarters. He's using ovens and he puts the oven, the pizza oven. It's just got... Uh, oh,
1: shirt. Oh, yeah. He puts the shirt yeah. in the pizza oven. Is that the same one that George goes to tip, but he takes the dollar out? Yes. hmm Okay. Yeah, that's because exactly. that, Yeah,
0: Kramer has to go because George is no longer welcome <laughs> there after he tries to take the money out to like put it well, in cause the Well, because he gang. tipped
1: them, yeah. but they didn't see him tip them. So yes. he takes it out to tip them again in front of them and they think he's stealing from the tip jar. Beautiful. See, I'm so glad. Thank you for getting on board, man
0: what i don't understand about IMDb ratings is that like the soup nazi great episode right yeah but like that's a 9.5 but like i think it's just like in terms of seinfeld episodes it's just a funny episode i think episodes like the calzone where there's like again like what we've talked about where all the stories kind of converge on a oh, thing yeah. and that's like like an eight or below an eight and it just feels like that's a more kind of like it's not as known it sounds as not like iconic but yeah. like the soup nazi is just like yeah it's just a funny it's a it's but, like, this one is just, like, everybody coming together, and the way that Jerry and George and Elaine and Kramer are all doing their things to come together to, like, yes. this insanity.
1: Those those make me really, really happy, too. I do love when the stories just, like, full converge and go to chaos. Yeah. That's a good episode. Wow. Or, like, The
0: Wig master, which I also watched recently, where, like, Kramer eventually gets dressed like a pimp and walking down the road, but, like, it's Elaine, the guy that is staying with Elaine's boyfriend or whatever, and Jerry's involved. It's just, it, you know, when it all comes <laughs> together, it's just, it's beautiful.
1: It is. It is.
0: Back to this. Did you get a sense... It's a bit of a stretch, I think. But there is something like a less family-friendly Dom and Letty for Buddy and Darling. Like criminals in love with each other whose love for each other sort of supersedes the crime. It's darker and it's more overtly sexual and profane and tatted. But it feels like it's the kind of stereotypes that, like, Dom and Letty are also playing off. Just going a different direction.
1: Not so much because because of how I perceive Dom and Letty's characters I don't think Dom could play passenger to anything. Okay. Like, even when he's like working for Hobbs or working for Mr. Nobody, he's always still the one in control. And Buddy never feels like he's
0: the lead. Yeah, he's just a guy, right? Like he doesn't want to be the lead, right? He just
1: He's fine playing along. Buddy has more even like Tej energy to me. Like in the sense that he's like I'm there, like I'm smart, I'm I'm important. I definitely pull my own weight. But like, I don't want to be the like the guy that's like, let's lay this out. This is how this is gonna go. Like, I'll improvise and stuff, but I'm not in charge. So that's where I think I'm kind of like lost on that idea.
0: I guess I was thinking about their dynamic with each other and nothing beyond that. Because yeah, in in the they... role of the team, yeah, different thing, different role altogether.
1: Okay, but even that, like, I don't know, like, um, the 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 grand the toppest part of this idea that they're like criminals that kind of like exist in love and are criminals. Yes, I get. But even that, like, Dom and Letty are never like super horned up all the time, you know. Right, yeah, so. that's what I'm saying,
0: like, it's more well, there is the scene in the first movie and there's the deleted scene where he picks her up and like they have sex in the garage, right? Like there's early on before it got cleaned up before it became like a family even
1: then it's not like okay uh, okay, i think that there's a difference and i have this i have this like feeling a lot that there's like a difference between being like you really love your partner and then being like i'm gonna make out in public and those are like two completely separate things in my head so like i don't think at any point dom and letty are like making out like even she's like give me a massage upstairs and they like go upstairs right and like you get what's gonna happen but like they're not like let's make out in the living room in front of everyone
0: by the way i think the i smell skanks thing is now a tiktok trend i think really like lip syncing to that scene yeah oh interesting right very interesting i don't know why because it's a 20 year old movie that does not feel like it jives with the tiktok crowd but also the mount like again what i mentioned in the intro the mountain goat song no children is also now a tiktok song so who knows i don't know how things go it just is weird
1: yeah, TikTok is on its own wavelength, man.
0: There is a pretty big but also very small Fast and Furious crossover that after Baby thinks he quits the criminal life, he gets a job as a pizza boy. So I was thinking roads closed, pizza boy.
1: Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's a good one.
0: I mean, it's not really a Fast and Furious thing, but there's just pizza yeah. boys in a couple of the movies, right?
1: Yeah. That 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 also plays into the thing, like I was saying, like I could see like Brian and Dom's children being like, we're like the best pizza boys in southern california or you know miami yeah and then it's like oh we need a driver that is as good as that pizza boy
0: and i think my only other note that i had in terms of fast and furious stuff was that at the end so when baby goes like they had the one job that doesn't really go right right and then he and deborah go to pick up the tapes that they stole blah blah blah, whatever uh john Hamm shows up in the cop car Baby, like, does this, like, sort of, like, running sprint jump over the cop car, and I'm like, I've kind of seen it in other movies. I think it's done maybe better here, but, like, we haven't really seen people, like, run over cars, because it feels like, in The Fast and Furious, it's never the family against cars. It's a family in a car against cars, but they're never, like, against Ah. cars unless they're in a car, right? or am i thinking or am i forgetting something
1: no because like now that you brought that up the only time i'm thinking that yeah they're always like in a car and the only time that like it kind of goes around that is like hand like the handoff of ramsey right like the passing ramsey
0: around yeah but like it's not like she's squaring down with a car
1: yeah that that's what i'm saying also now that you brought that up like we don't see feats of athleticism from the family <laughs> ever
0: Unless right? it's Dom jumping to catch Letty.
1: Yeah, but that was more of a like, like a mother's strength to lift the car off her child okay. than like I'm just gonna run and jump over this car because I'm a spry young boy, you
0: know. But it feels like they should. Like we yeah, talked that's many times thinking. about how they are all super spies and super athletic and good at everything. So like, and they're they all could ripped. jump over cars. They're just not. Yeah,
1: I guess. Well, we we do see Dom like lift the car while Brian's under it in Seven. That kind of makes sense.
0: Again, that's mother strength. Brian jumps out of the falling bus to be caught by Letty at the end of yeah. six or seven. That's seven, as close probably. as we get. I, I think yeah. that's
1: that's as close as we get. Like the, the running up the bus, jump the, grab the Yeah, grab, that's grab seven the wing. two Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably as close. So, yeah, I guess, well, without Br- Brian, would be the guy to do it.
0: Yeah. And we said yeah. the
1: parkour stuff. We have the.
0: the oh, you what? have the David Park chase. Yeah, had the beginning of four. Yeah. But it's not against the car though. Like it's, it's him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's foot, it's foot chase. Yeah.
1: It is. It's just foot chase, not know. over a car. That's like, yeah. I would like to. You've seen Kobe do it, right?
0: Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I want. I think that that's just wild. That's just such a fucking crazy talent that you could do that.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Also ballsy, like the car's <laughs> coming fucking at you. You know, yeah.
0: like. Yes. Oh, actually, one other note that I have is uh, John Bernthal, who is back from Ford v Ferrari. I mean, he's been in everything. He's the Punisher. He's in Wolf of Wall Street. He's in The Walking Dead. He's he's in awesome Fury. Boiler room. Wait, is he? Is he? No,
1: I always put him in boiler room. Is it that's what happens?
0: Yeah, no, he's too young to be in boiler room.
1: I always put him in. No, maybe not. Is he? No, he's
0: not in Boiler Room. He started acting after Boiler Room came out.
1: Okay, yeah. I always put him in Boiler Room. Yes. He's definitely
0: a Boiler Room kind of guy. Oh,
1: We Are Your Friends. He's in We Are Your Friends.
0: He is. He's also uh, Johnny Soprano in The Many Saints of Newark, the new Sopranos movie. Oh, cool. Was very cool and very funny because he's like in the cre- very featured in the credits. He's in the opening you know, heist. It's him and John Hamm and Isaac Gonzalez. And after that heist goes swimmingly and they all walk away, he's like, you know, if you don't see me again, that's because I'm dead. And we never see him again. <laughs> And it's just yeah. very funny because, yeah, he probably died in another heist or just whatever.
1: He and Jamie Foxx are great, and I wish that they would have been like, yeah. they're not really in a heist that overlaps, right?
0: Well, I think it's also, you know, because like Spacey, like Doc is like trying to assemble crews because it feels like he's got like a whole like board. He's just like, okay, I got these 40 guys, I got four drivers. Maybe he's the best. We got a couple other backup drivers. We need a we killer got the guy. Gunmen. We got yeah. the wild card guys or whatever, right? And like yep. I don't think you ma- I, I don't think you mash up Burnthal and Jamie Foxx. It's like, oh god. The same like, guy. That's,
1: yeah. yeah. In this crew.
0: But the Jamie Foxx line, what I love is that, that they're at the diner toward the end, and he talks to John Hammond, he says, You rob to support a drug habit, I do drugs to support a robbery habit. Which doesn't really make sense. But no, also it makes perfect sense. ...is a great line.
1: It, it makes perfect sense. He's like, I do drugs to fight my demons, you do crimes to get your drugs you know like it it makes perfect perfect sense to me it's yeah that's that's awesome i do i agree i think that's an awesome ass line
0: any other thoughts about baby driver do you want to trailer
1: isaac gonzalez's name is monica her real name oh okay cool yeah so that was a little thing
0: do you think that there's a darker future for madam m because she's obviously running shit in russia in hobbs and shaw because she spoiler Dies in, like every almost everybody dies in this movie, right? Except for yeah. Daisy and yeah. Baby and Darling, Baby and Deborah, but like so, it's, it can't be like this is like what she did before because like it feels like she could have come from a criminal background, or whatever. But oh,
1: you're trying to bridge these two movies together and say I, like, Madam M is Darling. I mean, she's you know, dead.
0: Sure, yes, but it have to be like this has to happen after Hobbs and Shaw, right? If that's because it can't happen before because she's dead.
1: Yeah. Well, so. we didn't see the body, dude
0: uh we I did we we, kind of see the body
1: <laughs> but it was a hologram that mr nobody put on the ground and was like yeah that was the perfect way to get her out of john Hamm's arms <laughs> like you know hey, man
0: oh you mean noted singer john Hamm? <laughs> Yeah, renowned yeah. singer
1: <laughs> yeah exactly oh there was one part that i i just liked it's mildly mildly related to us but um Jamie Foxx says something and he's just like not groovy and i just kept thinking of like the um the uh the Bruce Lee like oh more space to groove
0: more room to groove yeah all right you want to watch a trailer
1: yeah let me pull it up i didn't have so
0: that. here i had to call a little bit of an audible because there is our our favorite movie clips classic trailers but the trailer that i have in my head that played before like every movie forever was the one that Sony Pictures Entertainment put up there. There's also a tequila oh. trailer. But this one, I think when you hear it, at least the beginning, because the beginning starts with the piano, and I'm like, this is the one that I remember.
1: Okay. I'm up and ready whenever you are.
0: Cool. So this is Baby Driver, official internet. I don't know that anybody watches along with us. That would be weird and cool, like very cool and kind of flattering, but like I'm still going to do it. But Baby Driver, official international trailer HD, posted in March 2017, Ten point three million pictures. views. Top, the top comment says, "I don't know. Looks like a generic heist movie to me." Quote from Edgar Wright. Okay, I'm in. So yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the thing, right? All right, three, two, one, play. Shop. Let's talk it. The target is an we didn't
1: shop. talk at all about tinnitus.
0: No, and apparently Barbara Streisand also has tinnitus, which is why they bring it up in the movie. Like yeah. that was an inspiration, kind of. So. Like, do you remember this trailer with this song in a trailer or no? Probably. Baby,
1: the target is an armored truck at Perimeter Trust in Dunwoody, a.m. sharp. The switch car is ready, but you want me to hit the I think I do remember this. Oh, one other
0: thing that was cool is that you know, like, baby has all these different pairs of sunglasses, all these different iPods. Like, they all came from the cars that he stole. Like, he just like takes those. Oh, that which makes is, like, a cool, sense. Very minor little backstory, right? But like, yes. very cool, very smart. That makes sense. Also, I want to know, like, this, I love the e-brake, the spin, and then the reverse spin. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. So and also, when they're doing the getaway, and he slams, like, he sees the other two red cars, which, again, my brain, red cars, slams brakes on the one, like, repositions himself, and they, like, he gets away that way. Like, just so cool.
1: Genius, yep. That and that's,
0: like, Driver in Drive, like, Gosling in Drive. It's just, how yeah. do I, like, just blend into the Clipper's getaway you know, traffic, right? Exactly. B-A-B-Y, baby. <laughs> in this business the moment you catch feelings
1: oh wander scene the moment you catch a bullet
0: it's weird that gift of the, their heels tapping like it just, it's just it's so cool huh?
1: it is your uh, waitress girlfriend she's cute the whole soundtrack it's score of this movie is yeah. fucking off. Awesome. like the songs that they picked too are great songs
0: you like? yeah like I think we've kind of danced around it no pun intended but the and Wrong, the Brighton Rock song by Queen is awesome and like it's used well and like what well, is weird, like about that comment I said, like this kinda looks like it looks like a good movie. It doesn't look like a movie you have to see, but like this doesn't I don't think this sells the like coolness of the movie,
1: right? It's selling a lot of the it really feels like it's underplaying the driving somehow, even though there's yeah. still a ton of it. Like it's not selling the chase scenes as hard as they should. I don't know. A little bit of parkour. Yeah, the parkour
0: stuff was cool, too. There, there you go. what I was just talking about. Yep. Get out of the car. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> what the... <laughs> so, yeah, so, like... She got the
1: fuck, too. That's right.
0: Very uh, Dom Toretto at the end of Fast and Furious number four, where he gets sentenced to 25 years in prison. I mean, Dom gets life, but... Uh, so, here's the question, because I what? think it's open to interpretation and both... Ansel Elgort and Lily James have different interpretations of the ending. Do you think them reuniting on the bridge actually happens or is that in his brain? (sighs) There's no wrong answer, right? Like it just.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to reuniting on the bridge. I thought that he sees her when she gets out of. Or No, no,
0: not at the bridge. Sorry, at the outside the prison. So like the what happens is that he he's on the bridge. He gets arrested 25 years probation after five parole after five or whatever. Right. Yeah. Then we get, and they're basically look the same age, and she picks them up outside of prison, and they embrace, and that's the end of the movie. And so...
1: But he does have the postcards, for sure. So that's a real thing. I do honestly think that it's probably more of his motivation to get through every day. The postcards... Because at one point, like, he flips a postcard over, it's blank on the back. Yeah. Like, she just sent him a, a stack of blank postcards in an envelope. So he could be getting those from anywhere, you know? Like... But yeah, I think it's more of him just motivating himself, saying, like, she'll be on the outside for me. Like, whether or not she is there doesn't even matter. It's more... So you think that. it
0: doesn't happen that that's just he's, like, that's how he gets through the day-to-day in prison?
1: I can see it happening, but I don't think that it's actually... Ha- like, I can definitely more so believe that he's just like, when I get out, I'm gonna see this girl, and, like, she's still gonna love me, and she's just been waiting for me, and she writes me letters, and, like... If that's what you need to tell yourself to get through this, like go for it. But sure,
0: yeah, yeah. because uh, apparently Lily James thinks it actually happened. So I guess just the uh, the romantic in her and Ansel Elgort says no, it probably didn't happen. It's just in his head. So you know,
1: okay, I could definitely because like, dude, you're staring down 25 years. Like he also he's behaving. Sure, he might get out in five, but like you're still staring down 25 years. So like, you need something yeah. to be like, I'm not going to kill myself in this prison. Like I need to make it through here. So.
0: All right, the Letterboxd game. For reference sake, Mad Max, Fury Road, one of the most popular films in Letterboxd, has been seen by 915,000 people. Baby Driver, from 2017, directed by Edgar Wright, starring Ansel Elgort, Kevin Spacey, Lily James, John Hamm, Jimmy Fox, Isaac Gonzalez, John Bernthal, Flea, blah, 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 has been seen by how many people?
1: 350,000.
0: You are way too low, and I'm going to give you one major hint. I think you can guess this.
1: 870,000?
0: No. Still too low. I think you can guess this is a very big hint.
1: One million.
0: I think it crossed a million today.
1: Oh, really? Just like inches just one mil? So
0: when I when I logged it earlier, it had a million four hundred and forty five or something. Now it has a million nine ninety one. 991. So like in 12 hours, it went up like 500 people. So I think either yesterday or today, baby driver crossed one million people seen in unletterboxed.
1: Are those unique C's or lot times logged? I forget if we talked about this before.
0: I don't know.
1: I think those have to be logs, right?
0: It says watched by one million members.
1: If it says watched by one million members, that means, like, unique logs. I would think. Also, because otherwise the Marvel ones would be, like, 70 bajillion, because people would be like, I fucking love Ant-Man, and just, like... Yeah,
0: I guess guess the fact that the upper limit, right, is, like, 1.3, and not, like five or whatever that there's, there's there's little variation at the top end of the scale proves that point right that i yep, think you're that's right
1: what i think so too
0: so average rating of 3.8 most common a four then a three then a three and a half then a five then a four and a half how many people have this in their top four and once again i will say you can guess this number Ten thousand. Ten thousand.
1: okay perfect
0: <laughs> just nice round numbers because when it's that high it does not break down any less exactly so i looked at this list today i looked at ten thousand i'm just like I'm not going to do this. I, I got to look for my friends, and they didn't. So I just found, I like clicked on like three people. The first one was just like decent. I'm like, yep, yeah, we're doing this one. Perfect. So, that so works we're doing me. Kim, seven twelve a.m. on Letterboxd. I don't understand her review. Maybe you can help me. Okay. She says, oh, wig, question mark, O space, W-I-G. Oh, wig. That's it? That's it. Five stars. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. Kim says, I'm not really a film hoe. Her words. Just want to keep track of what I'm watching. I probably have horrible taste.
1: She maybe she's saying she lost her wig in her excitement of watching the movie or surprise. Oh wig?
0: It's like people saying, oh word, but oh wig? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Alright, so Baby Driver is her third favorite movie of all time. Her first favorite movie is probably the most popular film on Letterboxd. Parasite. You got it. 1.32 million people have seen Parasite. Okay. Her number two is a movie that is not an action movie, but ties feels like this movie in ways. It's also it's it's driven by not a pun intended, no car thing, driven by what propels this movie as well. And a movie you love. That we've had in the top four before. Is
1: it a Tarantino movie? No. Um I've had it in the top four. I love the movie. It's propelled by like Owing somebody something. No, nope. it...
0: more basic than that. Not not narratively, although it is tied in the narrative of this one. Like what literally pushes Baby Driver forward? Music. Music. What other movie is propelled by music? Although not like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I can see where you're going, but like that's not that's what we're going. Okay. A movie about music. Um, recent came out like in the last ten years. Sound of Metal. No, but very Whiplash. Whiplash.
1: Okay, good job.
0: And then Kim's fourth favorite movie is a movie that I love that I think you probably saw. I don't know. Comedy from a couple of years ago. Okay. Is there any way that I can tie this into Too Fast? I don't know that any of these... Like, there's big actors in this. It's comedy from a couple of years ago. Big actors in this. I don't know that any of them have really been in movies we've covered, unless I'm forgetting things. Game Night. Game Night. Was it right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. There haven't been a lot of like great, just like pure comedies in the last, you know, decade or so. But yeah, Game Night.
1: Wow. I'm very proud of myself.
0: Yeah. She's kind of got basic bitch taste, but also good movies, right? Parasite, Whiplash, Baby Kim, Driver, are, Game you Night.
1: You are a movie hoe. Is that what she said? What was she? She said? says. I'm not really a movie hoe. Isn't that what? Not really
0: called? a film hoe? Just want to keep oh. track of what I'm watching.
1: Kim, you are.
0: Yeah, I'm not bad taste,
1: actually. Like, no. we'll tr- <laughs> we've seen a lot worse, Kim. Trust me, we've definitely seen a lot worse. That was pretty decent.
0: If Kim's not a film hoe, I don't think Kim is a podcast hoe either. So,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: But thank you, Kim, at o seven one two a.m. on Letterboxd. Joe, next week we we got a movie we have not seen in a while. We got F nine.
1: Okay. Whew.
0: And then we got our Rachel
1: up. might murder us at this point. Like she's.
0: I'm not i I'm not ready to watch it again. I'm not ready to watch another two and a half hour Fast and Furious movie. Like, again, I'm not this is not us breaking like this is not, no, us, definitely not. the end of the podcast or anything. It's just, it was like, just a lot
1: at this one, time. one
0: in particular. <laughs> Too many much. times.
1: Too many much. times. It's very long. And we did it a lot this lap. Like we've we've watched it quite a few times in the past month Since and a half. Since it came out two, four two
0: months. months
1: ago. Yeah, four yep. months. I've seen it many, mm-hmm. many a times, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So next week, <laughs> F9. Okay. And then our tune up. And then we kick off lap 10, which we will announce the theme of on the tune up. But if you're a patron at 2 2 forevercom you already know. And if you're a $10 a month patron, you get a pick this year and also one next year. So go do that thing. But Joe, any other thoughts about Baby Driver before we hang up? If you haven't seen it, go literally. see it. Baby yeah.
1: Driver is awesome. I mean, minus the cancelings, the, the movie's great. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's lots of things that have been canceled. I don't know. Everybody's terrible. Just like put it in your head that like every actor is terrible and like
1: Don't get your hopes up on people. That's what I always think. True. Like if you don't if you don't like and also like if you don't like uh put people on a pedestal and like think that they're good or like, you know, praise celebrities and stuff like that. Like I love Kanye. He is a fucking madman. And yep. like okay. You know, that's that's just how it goes sometimes. Like it didn't hurt my feelings that he's crazy, so
0: don't idolize celebrities. Don't and idolize Baby Driver.
1: Yeah, exactly. Th- those are my take-home points.
0: And don't put Baby Driver in the corner for all things too fast, too forever. You go to cageclub.me, facebook.com/slash too fast, too forever, or at too fast, too forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us family at family@cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at too fast, forever.com. Our store at too fast Chop, too Come back next week for a movie you might have seen, F9, and then our tune-up to N lap 9 the week after that. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll tell you all about it. See you again.